Welcome to the Kings Insider Podcast on NBC Sports California, brought to you by Wendy's. I am James Ham, and joining me from the NBC set at Golden One Center, Mr. Doug Christie. DC, what's up, man? Man, what it do, Ham? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? You know, uh, Doug, I've written a few words the last couple of days. <laughs> words, lots of words. Um the Sacramento Kings were crazy busy, Doug. Yes. How shocked are you at how aggressive Vlade Divac and his his team were over the last three, four days building up to and getting to the, the trade deadline? I am quite impressed. Um, I, I don't – I mean, yes, it was, it was aggressive. It wasn't crazy aggressive because I think it was very precise, to be honest with yeah. you. I think you filled – uh, areas of need that were glaring, but also at the same time allowed you the ability maybe to garner a relationship that is long term, which now services your team for a longer period of time. And the most important thing is you did not mess with your core group. Okay, so let's just recap really quick. The Sacramento Kings shipped uh, Iman Shumpert to the Houston Rockets as part of a three way deal that landed the Sacramento Kings uh, both a 2020 second round draft pick yep. as well as Alec Burks. Uh, they also made the big transaction, which was to send Zebo and Justin Jackson to the Dallas Mavericks for Harrison Barnes. Uh, Scalabi Sierra was shipped to the Portland Trailblazers for Caleb Swanigan, who is a big beast of a man uh, and gives the Kings a different look down in the post. And uh, then two other smaller moves. They waived Ben McLemore, and they signed Corey Brewer to a 10-day contract. Corey Brewer, of course, this is his, I think it's eighth different team, but he's also played for the Minnesota Timberwolves twice, so really ninth different team in his 12-year NBA career, but a quality role-playing wing to kind of consume the minutes left by Justin Jackson's departure. Uh, Doug, of these deals, what, what stands out to you the most? Uh, what is the biggest home run that you see? Well, first and foremost, I want to I give Vlade credit because a lot of times, Ham, we don't see deals work out on both sides. We see the team take care of themselves and guys just get shipped off. But Vlade, Vlade did right by every single one of these guys, in my opinion. And I think that that speaks volumes to the agents, to the league, to a lot of different people. Iman goes to a playoff contender. He's going to get himself minutes in a contract year. I think that, that is, that's solid. Uh, Scow goes to a place in uh, Portland where he's going to get an opportunity probably to get him some minutes to continue his career and, and hopefully find his footing. Zebo gets probably bought out. Ben probably gets bought out. And, and then Justin Jackson goes to a place in Dallas where he'll probably find a, a role in a rhythm and that doesn't happen a lot 
at the same time, you service every single one of your needs. Caleb Swanigan, when you talk about uh, guys who bang on the interior, and sometimes uh, you know we, we have problems with the bigger guys, he is a guy that can do that, paired with the fact that all three of these guys are quality basketball players. What I mean is they can catch, shoot, pivot, pass, fundamentally sound. Uh, but I would say probably the, the biggest feel is the Harrison Barnes move because he gives you that elite size at the small forward position at 6'8". He's athletic. He can fit right in here, meaning that he can run up and down the floor. He can knock down the three ball 39%. Doesn't need to do a whole, whole bunch, but he can do a little bit. Um, but I, it's hard to say because I, I really like Alec Burks. We talked to somebody from Cleveland who had both Iman and Alex Burks, and he said, listen, guys, Alex Burke is a, uh, we love Iman Shepard, but Alex Burke is an upgrade from Iman Shepard because he can guard one through three. He can play the combo guard, and he's 6'6". And I just went, wow. And for Kings fans who don't remember Alec, if you look back at the um, last four games, he had 22 points last time the Kings faced them in Cleveland, and he was almost had a triple-double. So he can do some things. I really like Alec Burks. I remember him coming through pre-draft years ago here in Sacramento. I actually thought the Kings might actually draft him. They liked him a lot at that point. I think he's a very versatile player at 6'6". You, you brought it up. He's long. Yeah. Uh, he's athletic. He can he can handle the ball. He can shoot the ball. Uh, he can be a playmaker. I think one of the th things that stood out to me, he averages 5.5 rebounds a game as Man. a guard. He's a very, very good. I mean, you talk about needing to improve as a rebounding team. Yeah. You got some from a from both Harrison Barnes. He's not a great rebounder, but he's a much better rebounder than Iman Shumpert. And then you add another rebounder in the backcourt. To me, I really do think that they, they found a couple of pieces here that really just make a lot of sense. Dave Yeager's been asking for more of a conventional, another playmaker, a bigger guard that can help them out in the backcourt. I think that's what he got. I think this takes some of the pressure off of Bogdan Bogdanovich, who has struggled with his shot as of late. Mm -hmm. He's not going to have to handle the ball as much in the second unit uh, and maybe can take a little bit of a mental break here and catch his wind. Uh, but the Harrison Barnes move to me, um, you know, is he a star? No. Uh, but he's a very good NBA player that can step right in and average 18 points a game. See, when you say star, this is the this is the thing that I hope that Kings fans understand. And the Kings didn't need a star because if you bring in a star, that could be a problem because you got two, maybe three alpha dogs on this team already in De'Aaron Fox, Marvin Bagley, and Harry Giles. Not to mention a guy in Buddy Hill that flat out strokes the basketball and then you add Bogdan in there. But I'm talking three probably alpha dogs, two definitely. Yeah. Who, and if you bring a guy in that, I'll, I'll use an example, Brandon Ingram. Say you brought Brandon, Brandon Ingram in here, it wouldn't fit. It's, it, the fit's not right because he's trying to establish himself as a star in this league. Harrison Barnes is a fantastic player. He can do all the things that you want him to do, but with a great personality, great in the locker room, a character guy, but a one hell of a basketball player. And I think more than anything, sometimes the fit is more important than if a guy is this or that or the other. Yeah, I think the last, uh, when Harrison Barnes was with the Golden State Warriors, you saw a better representation who, of who I think he should be as a player. Okay. He's he's a a good third, fourth option in okay. an offense, a guy who can shoot the ball. That doesn't mean he's going to be your 
third or fourth highest scorer, he could hey he could be the second highest scorer on a team. Yeah. But it's about being an option, and I think long term with this team, your number one option is probably still going to be a guy like Buddy Heald and and De'Aaron Fox and mm-hmm. Marvin Bagley. Those are yeah. Those are your one A, one B, one C type Absolutely. guys. Absolutely. Harrison Barnes can fit in, and I think when he was when he signed the big deal in Dallas, he goes to Dallas. He put up 20 points a game or close to it, but I don't think that that was the right role for him. He was put in as a number one op- option or a centerpiece yes. player, and I think when that happens, you kind of get away from who and what you are as a player. I think he really can fit in. He can move. He's big. He's athletic. He can defend a little bit against bigger guards, uh, against bigger forwards. He can play the three and the four. He's, he's really what the Kings were looking for. Now, look, I, the Kings were in on Otto Porter. They were very interested in Otto Porter, but the price had to be right. Uh, I had heard that early. Was it, let's see, Wednesday, the day before uh, is when the day the trades happened. I heard it on Tuesday. They were heavily in there. They were heavily in on Barnes. I think they had a 1A, 1B look at those two, and, and whichever deal made the most sense for them. They really got Harrison Barnes for, I mean, it. what it works out is your, your expiring contract of Zach Randolph and a nice young player in Justin Jackson, but a guy who, again, had really struggled. And for me, Iman Shumpert and Justin Jackson, they're both good guys. Uh, they were both a big part of the winning culture here in Sacramento. But at the same time, Doug, they had not been very functional as far as players for a while. Mm-hmm. And when I look at what they have now, instead of the that combination of Shumpert and Jackson at the three, I prefer Harrison Barnes and Corey Brewer at the three. And I like Alec Burks in the backcourt. I, I think these moves help propel this team forward. I, I would agree with you. And a, as you look at it, there are so many different avenues that Coach Yeager can look because when you have a guy like a Harrison Barnes that has the elite size, but a skill set that is at a three, you can do so many different things with him. If you do want to move him over to the four, if you're facing someone who has a, uh, you know, uh, wants to play their guy at a stretch four, well, here he is. You could play Alec Burks at 6'6 six, six at the three. Then you could go Bogdan and Buddy and throw air. There's so many different things. And it these moves, did not at all mess with the style or anything that is a Sacramento Kings. The locker room, I know people have speculated about that. That takes care of itself, and I think that it will. And sometimes it's times for guys to step up and be leaders, but a lot more than anything, I think it'll it, it'll weed its way out and handle itself. I think Buddy Heald had one of the better perspectives on the locker room and what this means. Um, he compared it to being in school and all of a sudden your parents come to you and say hey look we're going to move you schools you're going to go to a different school so now you got to learn where the classroom is you have to learn who your teacher is you got to try to make new friends but he said it's not that big of a deal we're all pros here this is a good thing for us we got good players in return and while I think uh, Iman and Justin were well liked and the move itself was stunning The, the the timing of it to me was stunning the fact that it came at five o'clock the first trade happened at five o'clock before they faced the houston rockets a second deal happens what like five or six minutes into the game mm-hmm. uh we're sitting here and it's like boom it happens it's crazy we've got confirmation uh, it was a wild scene and i think it stunned a young locker room i i walked in there after the game on uh what was it wednesday thursday night mm-hmm. uh wednesday night um and 
it was a stunned locker room. It was an emotional locker room. Like, guys weren't crying, but the emotion was there. You could see yeah. it. Uh, there were guys holding back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was painful. But when you take a step back, the Kings got better. There's no question in my mind. Oh. They got better in they these did. two moves. And they have an opportunity here to actually push for, a, for an eight spot, maybe even a seven spot, if they can overcome the initial burn of what just happened. I mean, they're... They're three and one on the homestand. Mm -hmm. They've got the Miami Heat tonight, which is a beatable team. Yeah. They've got the Phoenix Suns on Sunday, which is a beatable team. Mm -hmm. They could go five and one on this homestand, go four games over five hundred, and then they face the Denver Nuggets heading into the All Star break. You're either five games over or you're three games over heading into the All Star break. You got a shot, and yeah. that's to me, that's when Dave Yeager and his group are going to be able to sit down with this team. They're going to be able to organize figure out what the plan is, move forward together, and really figure out a way to integrate these guys very quickly during the All-Star break. I expect to see Harrison Barnes play, you know, 20, 25 minutes a game here really quick. Uh, but really, I think during the All-Star break is where we're going to start seeing the changes, the lineup changes, all of the changes that we're going to see as this team goes forward. You know, I, I would say that it's advisable to make the changes as soon as possible. The reason being is you got two three games before the all-star game uh all-star break and that is a plenty of time to get a real good look at what it is and what you got when you come back from the break you're probably going to have uh, maybe one practice and then you're going to play the golden state warriors so the quicker you're able to integrate and uh figure out kind of where where you're headed what what you got and how you can use it the better because uh synergy is going to be good going down the stretch here that guys understand their roles they know what is expected of them and they're able to come out and execute at a high level because now you got the athleticism you got the length you got all the things that you would need and ham we've talked about it the kings are are, are a year ahead right now but if you make the playoffs that's a that's two years ahead that's that is a two years that's a quantum leap you know why because the second year now you're getting you're getting experience that is invaluable experience a year ahead of where you're you're ahead of, yeah, and that is just that's that's mind blowing for these young players, and to be in the race of, in itself is big time because now the pressure and all the different things of beating teams you're supposed to beat, uh, you you got a bullseye on your back. It's going to be great to watch. So as Bruno Caboclo was always two years away from two years away, <laughs> the Kings are ahead of two years. They are two years ahead of where two years ahead was. That's solid. You are listening to the Kings Insider Podcast on NBC Sports California, brought to you by Wendy's. Wendy's new bacon maple chicken sandwich brings breakfast flavors to any time of the day. Juicy chicken, applewood smoked bacon, and maple glaze on a croissant bun make breakfast perfect for lunch or dinner at participating Wendy's for a limited time. Smud is rolling out time of day rates. While you'll pay more during peak hours 5 to 8 p.m., you'll pay less the rest of the time. You can control your bill by reducing use between 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. weekdays. Learn more at smud.org slash time of day. I'm going to point out a couple of things really quick. Uh, number one, just so people know, the Kings had roughly $60 million in cap space this summer. Uh, they took on a the potential. Harrison Barnes has a player option for next season mm -hmm. at $25.1 million. But, uh, and that's going to eat into the, the cap substantially, right? Uh, but I will point out to people who, who, uh, who aren't capologists that Justin Jackson's salary for next season was roughly $3 million. Mm -hmm. So if 
the if Harrison Barnes decides to opt out of his contract and leave the Sacramento Kings, they should have roughly $63 million in cap space. If he decides to stay, we're looking more like $38 million in cap space. Uh, you've got uh, a cap hold for Willie Cauley-Stein at $14, $15 million, uh, but a qualifying offer more around six. And uh, you got plenty of room to go out and improve this roster again. We don't know what that means for a guy like Alec Burks. We don't know if Harrison Barnes is going to think this is the right place for him long term. Uh, we don't know if he'll opt out and sign a long term deal. So there's a lot to point out here. Uh, there's a lot that we don't know and that will take time to sort of root itself out. But all of this brings me to one person. And uh, I, I think for me, Vlade Divac has done a remarkable job uh, with this team and what he's done to turn them around is is amazing and I think he's taken some huge strides I think that sometimes he's done the right thing sometimes he's made some mistakes but overall he's come through it but hiding behind him is a guy that sort of is the precursor to how this whole thing set itself up and that is a guy in Ken Catanella that I don't think gets enough do mm -hmm. for what's happened here in Sacramento. The reason why the Kings have short-term deals that were expiring is a lot on Ken Catanella and his salary cap expertise and his frugal uh, want to, to keep this team fluid and moving uh, the right way. And to me, the reason why the Sacramento Kings walked into this this particular trade deadline with 37 million in expiring contracts and 11 million dollars in cap space had a lot to do with Ken Catanella and the way that he has been able to finesse and work the salary cap over the last couple of years. Not just this year, not last year, the last couple of years. And he was the first guy that, that joined Vlade. And I think what I love about what Vlade's done is that he's allowing people that, that he knows what he doesn't know. And he's brought in people that will help him do the things that he can't do. Mm -hmm. And to me, Ken Catanella in this, he really is an unsung star of this this trade deadline. Well, one thing about Ken, and you know this, is uh, always the same energy and a really level-headed guy. And if anyone's going to be dealing with money, <laughs> you want them to be like that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Lottie, it's, you know what? Part of leadership is understanding uh, that, you, that you hire people who are smart at what they do, and then you allow them to do what they do. And then you formulate what it is that you want and I think that that's what we're seeing manifest right now and uh, it's awesome to watch I am so excited for Kings fans because we are in February my friend and we're talking about Kings basketball and we're not talking about looking at the lottery and all the different things that come with that we're talking about the opportunity and I, when's the last time you've seen this much uh, talent on a Sacramento Kings court besides when they're playing against somebody else it's been a while and I'm proud 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 man yeah, I think it's spectacular, um, and, and again, uh, there are other people here. Uh, I think Peja Stoyakovic has, has been Vlade's sounding board behind the scenes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go there. I'm going to say that Brandon Williams is the guy that helped to sort of root these deals out and, and bring Vlade options and, and work behind the scenes. I think he did a masterful job here. I think it took a huge group. I think Vlade is the guy who has become the glue guy to put this team together behind the scenes and to keep them together because 
this didn't have to go this way. I mean, this early in the season, I did not think that this would be the same group of people that were running uh, the front office. I mean, specific. I, I think Vlade was going to be here, and I think Peja was going to be here, but the Brandon Williams situation, Dave Yeager, really did kind of go sideways there for a little while. Um, it took everybody to get all of these deals done and to set this team up for what success they just had. Now, we have to see how it all works out, mm-hmm. but what they didn't do is they didn't hamstring themselves long-term. Right. They didn't go out and take Zebo and other expiring contracts, take on a bunch of trash so they could get a mid-20s first-round pick that has no way of helping you next season. Mm-hmm. I think that they did what was best for the team. They were pliable. They saw that the team was succeeding, and they went out and they went for it. And to me, if I'm a Kings fan and I'm watching what just happened, I, I got to be cheering. I mean, Harrison Barnes may not be your favorite player in the world. Maybe he will be. Uh, but he's a huge addition. And Alec Burks, sneaky, sneaky good pick. And they pick up a second-round pick. This team now has uh, – this is wild, Doug. They have two second-round picks in 2019. They have four second-round picks in 2020. Mm. And they have another three in 2021. They now have nine second-round <laughs> picks over the next three years. Okay. I don't know what you do with all those second-round picks, but those are assets, and those are things that the Kings actually did – uh, you know, you give up a Mon Shumpert, I think you get back a better player, and you get a pick. Yeah. And so lots of good uh, good things going on here, lots of good vibes. Um, Harrison Barnes, uh, Alec Burks, Corey Brewer will all be in a Kings uniform on Friday evening when they take on the Heat. That's awesome. Um, how do you think short-term these guys help the team? Well, I, I think that they, they all service needs. I mean, when, when you look at Harrison Barnes, elite size, can shoot the basketball and he can run like a deer. So you pair that with De'Aaron Fox and Willie and Marvin and Buddy and uh, Bogey and all the skill sets that it, it's a it's a perfect fit. It's man, bang. Now you add a Corey Brewer. Uh, unless you didn't watch the game the other night, it was Philadelphia versus Houston, and <laughs> Corey Brewer was all over James Harden, and he was an irritant. So now you give yourself a defensive presence. If you've ever watched Corey, you can spread the floor and knock down threes. So it, you service some defense. Harrison Barnes is a decent defender as well. Now you put Alec Burke in there, so now you got size at the either one or two, and you can also play Alec Burks at the three. Yeah. So uh, that's huge. And – He's one heck of a defender. So then you add Caleb Swanigan to that. And if anyone watched the Kings play against Montrez Harrell, he's he's got a similar body. I don't know if he has the motor and the nastiness. I have watched him play at Purdue because I like the kid. I, if you've ever looked his story, look it up. It's an interesting story. Yes, it's a very good story. He, he, he shoots the basketball. He can put it on the deck. He gets in the post, left hand, right hand hooks. And he's got a he's a mammoth man. So you put that together, I think that every single piece that the Kings needed, they serviced, and they did not mess with their core, and they did not mess with the style of basketball that they are trying to to play right now. That's right. Um, Did you watch Caleb Swanigan and his workout for the Kings two years ago? No, I didn't see it. Okay, because he came in and everyone raved. All of the other players that he was working out with, which I believe 
Frank Mason was part of that group. Oh, well, maybe I, I was at Frank's. I, they, I don't. I don't I remember Frank seeing Keller too. Okay, he may. Uh, so I yeah. may have missed him. But I I watched him at Purdue, and then I watched his story. So I, I've kind of been a fan from the yeah. back, going, okay, let's see what this kid does. He's really he hasn't got any opportunity at right. the at the pro level. But uh, I think he averaged 18 and a half points and 12 and a half rebounds at Purdue. Mm-hmm. He is a gigantic man. Yeah. And if you want someone to lay a body on somebody, done deal. He's your dude. <laughs> so I don't know if he's going to be able to play this year. Uh, I don't know like if he'll fit in this season. But he's uh, a year behind as far as contract uh, contractually than Scal. Uh, I wish Scal nothing but the best. Uh, just oh, yes. so people know, um, I like over the last couple of years, Scal is a wonderful kid. He Absolutely is. spectacular. Um, I almost went to Haiti with Scal uh, when he went to put on at camp, and there was some some weird stuff that happened where he he switched his his agent, and the NBA wasn't comfortable with sending people. Uh, but I was going to go to Haiti with him. I think he's just a wonderful, wonderful human being. He's got a beautiful jump shot. He works his tail off. The problem that he had is the moment that Marvin Bagley and Nemanja Bielica joined this team, he had no chance of ever seeing the court again as far as meaningful minutes just because you spent the number two pick on a guy and then you brought in a guy who is a seasoned stretch for that can give you that something different that they didn't have and so i wish him nothing but the best i i hope it works out for him ben mclemore again a sweet kid he's been in sacramento twice i hope that it all works out for him and he finds a soft landing spot um you know zebo was nothing but a pro here justin yeah. jackson is a very good guy um but I'm excited to see Corey Brewer playing the minutes that Justin Jackson played. I uh, think he can give you more. Yeah, I, I do. And I think that he gives you more intensity on the defensive end. Uh, and, and and he gives you the defense that uh, Justin played from time to time. And I always wanted to see him play that. You don't have to ask that. Yeah. Uh, he's going to, of, um, of Corey Brewer, that is who Corey Brewer is. He's going to give it to you immediately. So um, the, the mix is, is interesting. And I would say, I, I said, I'm not going to say I told you, but I just said I told you. There's nobody that I would have as a teammate with this job except Vladek. The, the guy is, he, first, he's the luckiest damn dude that I've ever met. But as you start putting things together and being the common ground and the glue of all the things that you said, uh, he's doing a hell of a job. I'm proud of him. That's right. All right. So uh, that's going to do it for this edition of the Kings Insider Podcast on NBC Sports California brought to you by Wendy's. Uh, Doug, do you have any final thoughts? I am so excited, Ham. I, I, I can't even tell you the Kings are in a playoff race. Uh, we have an exciting young core. I mean, Harry Giles and Marvin Bagley playing together. De'Aaron Fox, I mean, dude, this is uh, Buddy Bogdan. It, it is, it's out of control. And Kings fans, I, I just – I know you're excited as probably we are, Ham, but to watch what is about to manifest on this floor, uh, excitement is the only word that I can use, my friend. Doug is excited. So, <laughs> so, hey, if you haven't already downloaded the My Teams app, make sure that you do because I've literally written like three million words. There's a book on there by James Ham. Yeah, I just all I do is write. And so, uh, so and you do a, a bone, damn good job, my friend. Throw me a bone there and, and get the My Teams app or, or go to NBC Sports California. We've been covering this saying nonstop uh, and it's been a fun run and I expect this to be a very very like interesting final 28 games to the season that's about right all right so again that's going to do it for this edition of the Kings Insider podcast brought to you by Wendy's we'll see you very soon
All right, you've been listening to the King's Insider Podcast brought to you by Wendy's. If you haven't already, please visit Apple Podcasts or Google Play to subscribe. And if you like our podcast, give us a rating and a review. We would really appreciate it. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at NBCS Authentic. We'll be back next week with Doug Christie and another great guest. Thanks for tuning in, Kings fans. We'll see you very soon.